Do you have a message for the world? Today we're talking about how to get published, interviewed, and build your brand awareness on this episode of Coffee with Tea. So please stick around and enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because we're going to be talking to a publicist today. She's going to be teaching us how to get published and how to get interviewed and get your message out there. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Ms. Tracy Lamore. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. It's a pleasure to talk to you, and, and I know... We're going to dive into a little bit more about how to get published, how to build your brand, and how to get interviewed and and all that wonderful stuff. But before we get into that, I really want to know, or at least tell the audience, who are you and how did you get started into this wonderful craft of public relations? So, yeah. So, basically, I'm from Toronto, uh, and now I'm an international award-winning publicist working across borders and across industries. And I got started, my trajectory in PR is really interesting. It's not the norm. Most people come to PR either because they're reporters, they're in journalism, and they see publicists and they, and they kind of go back and forth because it's communication similar. Uh, and other people right out of school or uh, decide that they want to go into it as a career. And it's a four or five year uh, discipline in, in co- college or university. But I didn't do either of those things. As a young girl, if you'd ask me, I, I did want to be in media. I would have said I wanted to be a journalist. And funnily enough, I did end up coming to that, right, in some ways through this weird trajectory. But what happened to me was I was a young activist, myself and my husband, Dave Parkinson, in our 20s. He had a radio show on CIUT called Uppercut, which was kind of activist-themed. And, you know, we talked about, you know, it was anti-racist and social justice and that kind of thing. And that show lasted for a couple of years and then it was no more. We were just in entry level sales, you know, doing our day job thing. And it was the early days of the internet because that's how old we are, 51. And uh, so, so by, you know, we got our computer probably 97 and got online for 97, 98, a couple of years in and decided, well, you know, we can still have a voice that way. So we can still talk about injustices and, and still make a difference with the interwebs. So uh, we, we were just learning how to make an initial page. You know, you just all you needed to do was pretty much add your links. So we were looking for neat things going on and people doing important work that we could, the word I would use now is amplify. But back then we were just, you know, sharing it. And somehow in a little tiny corner of the internet, we found a case of Jimmy Dennis, who had paid somebody $20 or something to list him on some site where prisoners could have a voice. And he was on death row, factually innocent, and he was saying, I'm not looking for a pen pal. I'm not looking for a you know, girlfriend or whatever these people are doing. This is just the only way I have to speak to somebody. I'm innocent on death row. Please help. And my husband and I, I don't know why we started. You know, we got involved. But we, I remember us saying to each other, well, how innocent can this guy be? And I think because we'd had the radio show, we were, in the, it was, we were more than just activists. We still felt, you know, we were in that information gathering mode still. So it was, you know, internet but it was before all this it was was early days of the internet and we had to actually put a pen to paper and write and send a letter 
off to death row, which was completely out of our experience and not something that we would ever be thinking we would be doing. But we did it. And he wrote back 28 pages, both sides, tightly written, all the details that he had, and so plus some legal documentation. It was enough for us to look at it and go, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is actually really disturbing. From like height, uh, skin color. So he's a, he was a very uh, light-skinned black man. And they were saying that it was a, a really dark-skinned black man. They were saying it was a tall man, like a, pretty tall. And Jimmy is known as shorty, so it's really short. So right from the beginning, it was not right. And the more we looked into it, it wasn't right. So what could we do? Because now, like I said on a couple podcasts, well, now we've written out of interest, I guess. So we, this person sends us this 28-page letter and all these details. We're not lawyers. We're not, you know, we don't have any money to help. We're not publicists or anything. What do we do? Do we just say, oh, well, that was a good read. Thanks. When somebody actually put us their life and we just read that really disturbing. So as activists, we had to do something. So my husband learned how to make a website and I learned how to, you know, I'm thinking, how are we going to get this out? I guess we have to write a press release. Is that what they call it? So I literally went to the Alta Vista, the Alta Vista, which is before Google, right? And I learned how to write a press release for immediate release, three or four paragraphs, you know. So that was back in 98 when I was 28. Gee. Yeah. That was back in, 20, in 1998 when I was 28. My husband was 28 as well. And so that was the beginning of a journey where for the next two years, and we ended up obviously, you know, we're, we're committed to the Jimmy Dennis case. We worked with him, for, it took 19 years before he was ultimately released. He was on death row for 25 and a half years. We were involved for 19 of those years. He was ultimately released on evidence of factual innocence in 2017. So if you Google his name now, you'll see R&B artist. He's released all kinds of music and the industry's taken him seriously and he's been in Rolling Stone and BET and you know all kinds of things. So that's an amazing, incredible story and really, really cool to have been a part of. And now to bring it back to the business story, but that literally is the business story because that's how I learned to write a press release. Though I never thought about doing it for work. And you know, between 28 and 41, we had expanded it further and we were talking because we were so disturbed about Jimmy's case. We're like, how could this happen? So we started looking into the death penalty in general in America and uncovering all the issues in America, injustice in America and all that stuff. So we were speaking on CNN. And here we were 28, 29, 30 years old, no media experience other than a little radio show, certainly no legal experience. And we were on CNN, MSNBC, Court TV, A&E with all these lawyers, Catherine Pryor, Nancy Grace. But it still didn't occur to me that, that you know, gee, we're good at messaging and that could be a career. That was just all the stuff we were doing, you know, for out of our heart to fight injustice. And then it hit me one day when I was 41, which would be five years before Jimmy got out. We still talk every day. Now I'm happy to say I'm his publicist and he's a music artist. What? Right <laughs> to 20 years. Right. But, um, so I, I, when I was 41, it suddenly hit me one day as I was about to do another 25 calls an hour for a sales job I didn't care about, you know. This is Tracy calling from something you really don't care about, neither do I, and, you know, not paying my bills. It suddenly literally hit me, and I wish I could remember what hit what, what I was thinking the minute before, but it suddenly hit me, wait a minute, this is called a publicist, you know, all that stuff I've been doing. I could actually, I learned how to navigate the media, something most people don't know. I could do this for businesses. I could do this for 
musicians like we do this. So I suddenly started thought that because I'm strategic, I started looking online to see how one would do that. And then I started finding, you know, freelance sites and I started freelancing. And that's how I started was freelancing. And then five years after that, general partnership. And this last year during COVID, we actually incorporated. So like now I'm, we're Inc. I'm the managing director of an Inc. All that. Meanwhile, I'm the activist, you know, the crazy red hair activist. But we're doing really well. And now I serve. That's our origin story. But now if you Google me, we serve customers across industries. Like literally I have everybody from personal chef, luxury real estate, you know, visual artists that, that's been in the Louvre. Forensic, a woman who owns a forensics company to, you know, the founders of a hair care product to, to celebrities, to music people. to act. So that's what I do now, which you know, travel the world when it's not COVID, VIP parties, all that stuff. But all this because I did something everyone thought was crazy, which was help some guy on death row who did, we were right, turned out to be factually innocent. And now he's got amazing footprints in the world, doing amazing work. He searched Jimmy Dennis, which I hope people do. You know, come and find me, but look for Jimmy Dennis because that's an amazing story. Well, thank you. You know, it is an amazing story because like you said, we connected and stuff like that. So this is also the point where I want to say if you're enjoying what Tracy's already putting down, she's already giving you golden nuggets about following your passion and finding your heart. And you never know where that leads. Please give us a thumbs up. Hit us up. Give us a like, give us a comment or something like that so I can follow up below. But we're going to dive now a little bit more into how you can put this, how she can help you put this into your building, your branding, stuff like that. So we're going to talk about a little bit more about branding and stuff like that. But really, I want to know, like, what are some of the do's and don'ts about hiring a publicist that people, you know, need to consider when they're thinking about when they're coming to you? What, what, what should they do and what should they not do when they come to hiring a publicist? So, yeah, so basically, um, and, and you can think about, you can hire people off and ask, you know, when should I hire a publicist? And that could be at the beginning of your launch of your company. It could be midterm. It could be before you're thinking about it. Because from a publicist's point of view, we're not in sales. We're not in marketing. Your ultimate goal might be to sell your book or your product. But our goal is wider than that. It's to sell you, put the authority and gravitas behind you so that when you open your mouth and sell your book or your product or ask for speaking engagement or get that movie role or whatever it is people can google you people can search you and there's that third party credibility where other people have interviewed you you know whether it's podcast whether it's cnn whether it's reader digest whether it's you know because that's what we do is we look for opportunities for our clients i look for opportunities for them to be interviewed for them to get on stages for them to be awarded for them to be noticed i basically say elevate and celebrate right so you're having you know there's not there's never really a wrong time you have to realize if you're writing a book, but it's not out yet, even if you're starting a company, but you haven't started it yet. Sure. That's, I mean, you're not this isn't advertising where you're directing someone directly to go do something immediately. If you have that book or that company right away, obviously you're doing that component. It's doing that as well, but this is reputation, global reputation building, and you're already an expert or you wouldn't be opening that company or you wouldn't be writing that book. So it's you as an expert that we're selling. And if you start thinking about it that way, you'll get closer to what you need to know to get into media because before, and this is number one, whether you have a publicist or whether you're thinking about just reaching out to the media on your own, you have to understand the difference between advertorial and editorial, which is exactly the same for the major newsrooms or your newspaper as it is for your podcast, right? Which is nobody's going to get on, even if they're the most awesome person in the world, they're, they're, you know, 
but they do something completely irrelevant to what you talk about or their messages. If they, you know what I mean? They want, they, they talk about how to get the best, you know, make the best machine mold, whatever thing. They have like brilliant information, but it's not for your audience. You know, it's not for your fit. So you have to really understand the audience of wherever you're reaching out to. And that's 50% of it right there because you need to understand that you are offering yourself as an expert source, as a gift to the, you know, to the, whoever provided the information, the editor of the podcast or whatever, you know, for them to have that information, valuable information to give their audience. You're not asking them for something. Just please let Tracy come on and talk about her business. You know, it's, it has to be, yes, you have to understand that difference. And that's really hard for a lot of entrepreneurs to get their heads around because we're really used to like advertising and talking about our business and talking. And I know this because, you know, half of what I do is working with uh, creatives and celebrities. The other half is entrepreneurs right across the board. And, you know, you'll, you'll say, Hey, I have a great opportunity to be quoted in Reader's Digest. Can you give me your quote on whatever they're writing about? And then the entrepreneur will be like, um, um and they'll give a quote that's, super advertorial like it's like and then tell them to come to mycompany.com and you're like i don't know when when did you ever see that in the middle of a reader's digest article so get your start to understand read what you're pitching like you know watch the news is that something you would like is the story you're thinking of putting in there something you would actually expect to see in the news in that little 22 minutes they have or would it be more likely that you would see it in the lifestyle section or in page A, you know, in the A section of the newspaper, but probably in page A22, not page A1. Right. So once you start thinking like that, you're editing yourself and you start realizing who, who to aim it at. You'll be more successful in your pitches. So I, what I'm hearing is uh, basically you help us. I, and I include myself as an entrepreneur because I, you know, I, I, um, we were talking about being publicists. We're going to get into that a little bit more. But basically you're like helping us um take our little narrow niche and expanding it to being, you know, bigger, broader scene. Correct. Is that, is yeah, that what it I is? Make, and I make people think on a bigger level too. Like I've one, you know, Canadian, um, he's a hairstylist and sharp high end spiffy, you know, like just looks super Hollywood. He had, you know, is Hollywood, you know, I work in Hollywood I, as well as Canada. I know Hollywood. I know the people. I know that. The first thing I said to him, I'm like, dude, you're way bigger than what you're doing. He's thinking, oh, but can you help me get some media here in Saskatoon? You know, and I'm like, sure. But, you know, like those people are going to come to you on your street when we do get your global reputation, right? So I got him just net written up in Hollywood Times, talking about how he's a celebrity stylist because I, he is now because I've gotten quoted in national media and international media. So that makes him a celebrity stylist. So now we can call him a celebrity stylist. See what I'm saying? And so even though your work might be local, I said to him, number one, think bigger. Your work might be local now, but I'll tell you, I've worked with stylists before. Once I get you written up in the Beverly you know, Hills Times and all these papers, well, now you're global and those people will fly you places to do their hair. So your clientele is not just the people on your street. Even if you're a local provider, your clientele with something like that could be international. Tomorrow they could be flying you to do hair at the Oscars. So I said, you know, if you want me to take out, you know, from Baghdad to, to Beverly Hills out of the headline and put, you know, in Saskatoon, cool. But <laughs> I don't think you do. And he's like, no, you're right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm right. <laughs> so, 
I, 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 I work in Beverly Hills. So I'm like, I did the Beverly Hills. We're not mentioning Saskatoon. Oh, well, Saskatoon people will figure it out when it's on your website. You know what I mean? So, like, right. <laughs> so, so basically, right? You think, oh, I'm just like, it's hard to think of yourself as like, that's how you get global. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's hard for, you know, entrepreneurs. Like I said, we're in the little bubble because we're doing our our little thing and stuff like that. And I think you touched on it a little bit. But when when would you say it's a good time to hire a publicist? It's never a bad time in my mind. So, like, it depends. If you're, if you're obviously you're planning for a launch, then you'd want to do it a month before or two months before your launch or something. If your book's coming out, you want to make sure you have the publicist by the time your book comes out ideally for a book by at least a month before but we can work at any time but if you give us a month before there's all kinds of review particular sites that actually want your book before it's published so that we can get a head start and all that but in terms of an entrepreneur whatever really there is no bad time because you are the expert so as soon as you know when if you're confident enough with yourself to open a business even if you haven't done it yet but you're doing it even if it doesn't have you know it's not a bad time to start because you be the be confident enough to take that that same confidence that lets you open the business to realize you're an expert taking people's money for what you do and say that makes me an expert art media about it too and translate that same confidence and so once you've done that you've set the basis for whatever else you're doing because like i say to you it's about selling your book or about building your you know selling your company product to me it's about selling you so that because tomorrow you might not be worried about that book. Tomorrow you might be on something else. Tomorrow you might no longer be with that company. You might have sold your company and be doing something in a completely different realm. My work is going to follow you permanently. It's that gravitas. It's your expertise, that thought leadership. That So you are, to me, you are the product. You are the expert. You are the, because the product is your voice and your knowledge and sharing that. And so to you, the benefit of that is a bunch of things. There's the immediate benefit if you have a book of selling that book or a bill of selling your product. Or, but even if, you know, you start this thought leadership thing now before you have a book, well, your book benefits from that or before you build a business, you benefit from that, you know, because when you start looking for investors and they go and Google you, they see two years of history of you being quoted in Reader's Digest of you. So there's never a bad time. It's, you are an expert. You have knowledge. Start thinking of yourself. There's no difference between you and anybody else that's an expert that you see quoted in magazines, newspapers, and just get out. There's nobody. Media is never going to say to you, oh, well, um, how many years? I've never once had a media say to my client, how many years have you been in doing this before they decided to interview them? We present them. This is what they do. This is their, you know, their expertise. You know, this is. And then boom. Right. <laughs> Well, I know we're getting down to the last couple of minutes and I have like two questions for you left. So the first okay. question is, if they don't have anything else, if they don't hear anything else from what you're taking away today, what's the one thing you want to leave the audience with? I always like to, I, I end on this frequently because I think it's really important, no matter you're super successful or really feeling down, which is, you know, the, I, mentioned, I mentioned that guy, Jimmy Dennis, who spent 25 and a half years in his mm-hmm. death row. Well, part of the way he got through that is he always said, never, never give up. So that's, you know, if you have goals for real, somebody who got through those kind of, that kind of torture and people telling you you're done and just never, never give up was a litany that part of what kept him going. And, you know, when he get and when he gets down and depressed now, I say something that I saw on internet, which was just, um, we didn't get this far to only get this far. 
And I think that's awesome, right? So whether you have goals, like if you're doing great and you have goals to crush still, you know, never, never give up. We didn't get this far to only get this far. Keep on going for that Grammy, for that Pulitzer, for that whatever it is that your goal is, right? But also, even more importantly, you know, if, if you don't feel like you're crushing it, if you feel like you're a failure, if you feel like life is rough, if you feel like you're a loser, because, you know, this, this life shit is hard and people aren't always nice. So, you know, if you don't feel like you're crushing it, you never, never give up. And you realize you didn't get this far to only get this far. Because the simple fact that you're listening to this today and on your feet, standing there, you know, hearing this means you are a winner. Because like I said, this world is hard. And there's a lot of people who are trying to crush you. So if you're not crushed and you're not because you're still here, then you got to keep on going because you made it through all of that. And you did not make it through all of that to let today get you down. So keep on going. Tomorrow's going to be better. And that's no PR spin. Well, thank you, Tracy. That is a, a pump up right there for real. And uh, I also want to follow this. Is my last question is where can people find more information about you, your services and what you do? Yeah, thank you. And I do work internationally. So, you know, please feel free to contact me. And I'm happy to do a free 30 minute consult where you can hear and we can relate directly to what you do, how we would help. Um, so, yeah, you can find me at lamorimedia.com. That's L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E media.com. You can find me at um, Tracy Lamori PR Media on Instagram, and tra- and also Tracy Lamori on Instagram is a great place to meet me. And if you use the old technology, the telephone, you can reach me <laughs> at our Beverly. If you're in America, at our Beverly Hills number or, inter- or internationally, four two four 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 eight zero five two, or in Canada, also international two eight nine seven eight eight five eight eight one. Well, thank you, Ms. Tracy, for sharing your wealth of knowledge and insight. This is an unaffiliated question because I, I don't know why I always – would you ever come back and, and we go into a deeper well, dive? Well, yes, please. Are you kidding? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And I want to wrap up and say appreciate all your insight that you felt. And I also want to also thank all the listeners who tuned in. Remember, feedback is always welcome. Email us if you have any guests or show ideas. Links that uh, Tracy mentioned will be posted down in the description box. So please make sure you check out the description below. And remember, if you're enjoying all the insight that everybody's like, give us a thumbs up. Let us know what you're thinking. And if you want to keep getting the wonderful insight that everybody's sharing, please follow and hit that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we'll see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.